Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on uh, Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for joining me today. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about astrology. I have to laugh before we got started here. I'm having some computer problems, so this Mercury retrograde, of course, um, <laughs> definitely played its uh, comical role here already. But anyway, I got it fixed, I believe, so we're okay. Anyway, if it's uh, your first time tuning into the show, uh, one thanks for joining me. Uh, my name is Jim Ventura. I am a uh, professional astrologer, a numerologist. I work with Tarot, Animal Cards, Rudenstones, a lot of different types of oracles. Uh, I've been doing that for many, many years. Uh, if you want some info on uh, personal services, in other words, uh, having a session with me, you can go to my website at jimventura.com or email me at venturasag at yahoo.com. I do do sessions uh, by phone and in person, so both of those are options. I'm also a published author. I've got two books uh, available, both on Amazon. You can get Dirty Little Secrets by Jim Ventura or Snake Oil Volume 1, which is the uh, thing we've been doing here. Uh, I do a monthly column. Uh, if you're not already getting my monthly column, definitely email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo and get on the mailing list, guys, because I know I get a lot of people tuning into these shows in archive, and if you're not already getting the newsletter, you're missing a lot of really cool stuff, uh, you know, a lot of great information that I collect and put together on the web each month for you. And, uh, you know, and uh, my people on my mailing list get discounts on sessions and a number of other interesting things to consider. So check that out if you're not already on there, give me an email, and uh, your email address will never be shared with anybody, by the way, so that is a private thing. Anyway, okay, enough on all that. we got so much to talk about here today. This is our astrology update show, and also, uh, here's the good news for all of my listeners. I know I already got a couple people waiting uh, in the uh, lineup for phone calls, so uh, I'm going to open the phone lines a little earlier today in about 20 minutes after I go through the basic astrology, so uh, please be patient. I know some of you have been waiting already for a while, uh, but uh, we've got to cover the basic uh, astrology information for everyone who's listening to the show, and then we'll be able to take a couple of uh, mini calls uh, for a quick little pull of a card or, or input that way, so we'll be able to get to that about, about 20 minutes or so, so uh, hang with me for the uh, for the uh for the show, and then we'll, we'll get to that. Because a lot of what I'm going to talk about today is going to be uh, notable for everybody listening as well. But again, we will get to the phone lines, and I'll, I'll pull those up according to uh, who called in first and hung the longest. Okay, uh, so let's talk about astrology. You know, we've had some real crazy stuff, uh, of course, uh, in the last uh, week or so. Uh, the the night, if not the next morning of the uh, national election, uh, Murky went retrograde. I had mentioned that on, on Facebook and I think a little bit in my column and in a previous show what that was going to potentially do. Uh, Murky retrogrades have to do with communication and expression. Uh, they happen a couple times a year for about three weeks. Uh, in this case, it started off in Sagittarius and pulled its way back into Scorpio. Uh, we saw the last time we had a situation like this that where there was a Mercury retrograde during a national election was back in 2000 with the Bush Gore election. And anybody uh, who, who remembers that, of course, knows that there were a lot of questions afterwards about counting the votes and the legitimacy of that and a lot of sour grapes. Uh, well, here we are again. 
there's no question Obama took the election, but definitely a lot of sour grapes going on here. And and I you know I had predicted that really had it not been for the the storm, um, I think that there would have been a, po- a possibility of uh, Romney might have actually gotten the popular vote and lost the electoral college. But in this case, he also. Uh, Obama also did get the the, uh, the popular vote as well. Um, so, but we've got this, and this is not a political show about who should have been elected or anything like that. So, we don't waste our time with any of that. Uh, it's just that we had this typical murky retrograde screw up about um, you know questioning uh, ballots, even here in Arizona. Anyone who's a local to Arizona knows that they're still counting the ballots for. Uh, one of the Senate seats, as well as uh, the re-election of, uh, re-election of Arpaio. So we've got all of that going on. So so typical confusion of a, a Mercury uh, retrograde. So at a personal level, we got another, you know, it's only been retrograde for about a week. So we have another, you know, probably about two more weeks. i got to look at the exact dates on this. Uh, usually it's a little over three weeks. So more importantly, how does this affect all of us personally? Well, when it you know Mercury in 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 Sagittarius, of course, again remember Mercury in our chart is is how we think, how we communicate, how we express, how we analyze, uh, how we look at things. Um, when it goes backwards, quote unquote retrograde, what it's going to do is it, it is going to mess up communication and, and a number of things in the most basic way. But really, because a lot of people get really caught up in how how bad a Mercury retrograde is, well. And all the planets, to to some extent, go retrograde at certain points. It's not necessarily bad. More often than not, we're going to kind of be going over and reviewing something that is an issue that we had put a lot of thought into in the past. We're going to review and rethink about it again. So a lot of times it can feel like something uh, that, that was from your past has resurfaced you know, this could be a good thing in some ways. Uh, it, it, it more often than not, um, with Mercury retrograde, sometimes it can be an area of frustration that could come back to surface again. Uh, but what the house that your Mercury is housed in natally for you will will really more or less show what your your focus is kind of naturally in your life, in the area of life, the house of life. Uh, will will show a lot of that. Uh, but the house that it's transiting, meaning where it's going to be in your chart in relation to your your birth chart, will actually really even get into more detail about the area of life where this is hitting you. Uh, one thing that you, we can tell as a general rule of thumb is because it was in Sagittarius and now has pushed its way back into Scorpio, what it's mostly going to bring up for a lot of people is as Mercury pushes its way through Sagittarius, it is going to get you back in touch with your hopes and your dreams, you know, optimism, your ideals, your philosophy, you know, what our own, what our quote-unquote morality is, what we feel to be right and true for ourselves and what we may feel is right for others. Uh, so it, it can get us back in touch with our, our, our vision in that sense. Um, but as it pushes its way back into Scorpio, it can also bring up some of the, the darker energy that may have been around some of those themes where we may have been hurt from our ideals or optimism in the past. Uh, it can also bring up some very tangible, practical detail for us in, in giving us an opportunity to look at what we have to do in in a very tangible way to, to accomplish those dreams or to accomplish those goals. So it can bring up a little bit of fear. It can bring up um, a little bit of anger. Um, and and some of the things that that are 
blocking forces at some level that can relate to our, our ideals and our hopes and our dreams. Now, on the good side, because I don't want to trash Scorpio here. Uh, anybody who is a Scorpio, a Scorpio in the chart, uh, you know, can be wonderful, amazing human beings. Because on the positive side, as this pushes its way back into Scorpio, we may look at how we have to maneuver and, and manipulate things around us to get something done, but also in a positive way. Remember, you know, you hear the word manipulation, of course your head spins and you think, oh, that's such a bad word. But if you go to a chiropractor and they fix your back, you don't leave the chiropractor thinking that you're irritated that they manipulated you. A personal trainer who gets you in shape, you're not hopefully mad at them for getting you buff. You know, so manipulation can be a very good thing. A surgeon manipulates you, a psychologist manipulates you. We can be manipulated by beauty in some respects as well. So, you know, you could see a movie that's really powerful and that transforms us in an in a, in a, in amazing kind of a way. And that's another example of Scorpio energy. So so don't always necessarily assume that, that to be a negative. But so now that we've got it back in Scorpio, yeah, it is going to bring some stuff up for us all about and uh, get us to be really thinking again about how we have to maneuver, what we may have to do, to again to achieve goals and then you know in a couple of weeks it'll push its way back into Sagittarius and usually by then we'll have really more or less uh, overcome or figured out what the theme and the issue is uh, for me I, I've had it in my seventh house which is is, is partnerships relationships with others um, certainly you know for me I've been rethinking about that issue about you know the the comfort I have about being single and also you know whether I'd be willing to open up to having a relationship again, uh, but also the seventh house. The seventh house represents kind of like the the way we maneuver with the people in our life. And uh, without getting too detailed about my own personal stuff, I've had I've been very very aware of a frustration that I have around the way people are. Uh, sometimes even the people I care about. Sometimes clients. I tend to be very very nitpicking by nature in a good sense and maybe in a bad sense, my heavy, uh, i got a lot of Virgo in my chart also, which makes me very particular. So I'm very consistent and very reliable. I'm very fussy about how I do things, and I've run across a lot of people who are not so reliable, and I'm finding myself getting irritated. And then as we have that Scorpio energy coming up, when I get mad, like there's a part of me that wants to be like, okay, off with your heads, or you know what I mean, you're done, you're cut out, I'm not even going to work with you anymore, uh, because you're frustrating me in terms of your consistency and reliability. So I have to catch myself on that, because uh, we've we got to be careful we don't do anything that we might regret in a Mercury retrograde as well, if we get frustrated. So... Anyway, we have that going on, and uh, I want to mention one other thing here about the current astrology, and then I'm going to start tapping into uh, opening up the phone lines here. Um, so we've got the, the Mercury retrograde going on, so be aware that that's going to be an operating force uh, at this point in the game. Uh, we've also, uh, very recently in the last couple of weeks, Saturn has moved its way into, uh, into uh, Scorpio as well. And I had mentioned this on a previous show. I want to kind of reiterate a little bit of this point again. You know, Saturn in our chart, Saturn will stay in a sign for about two to two and a half years, or more about two and a half years. So Saturn rules uh, restriction or karma. Uh, it rules how we achieve things in a slow and steady kind of a way. It can, it can rule fear in some respects. One of the things that I had said uh, as Saturn had, had pushed its way into into Scorpio was, 
we really, really needed to be aware during this period about about being very conscious of our actions uh, in that we want to proceed in our lives with integrity and in a, in a very, very positive way. Just because you have power doesn't necessarily mean you should use it. Uh, and then sometimes when we have power and we're afraid of using it, sometimes we have to. So one of the things I had said, and I'm, I'm certainly seeing this coming into play, is you know, there's a lot of, of need as Saturn pushes its way into Scorpio for us to be conscientious of the repercussions of, of the again, the actions that we take. Uh, again, I'm going to just use the election as an example because so many of you, you know, obviously anyone from the U.S. witnessed and dealt with some of this. You could see that there's a lot of fallout from this. Um, it was interesting to see how... Uh, people, the Romney camp was very convinced they were going to win. There was going to be no question about it. Uh, and they were really actually quite shocked that they lost. And I laughed because I thought to myself, uh, I, 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 I was about 85% convinced that the uh, Obama camp would take it as a re-election uh, from the astrology that I looked at. So that was kind of pretty not very debatable to me from having looked at the astrology. But... Um, but also just at a very practical level. And I think what, what happened is, you know, that, that Sagittarian optimism is an awesome thing as Mercury goes in there. We we we, we see something ahead of us, and, and Sagittarians often are visionary that way. But sometimes we can uh, BS ourselves into believing something's going to be the case when it isn't necessarily the case. You know, the positive pull of, of, of Sagittarius, as I understand, it's negative as I exaggerate so uh, sometimes we can, you know, you can kind of create your own inner baloney. And I think some of that had, had really come down the pike, that they were not really seeing that, you know, one of the issues that I saw was they were really playing largely to to white America as opposed to recognizing the reality that America is black and Hispanic and Latino and women and gays. And, I mean, come on, guys, you know what I mean? you gotta you got to recognize that we're a, really a melting pot and we you know uh, married white people aren't necessarily the, the majority of the population anymore and they were not pandering to to the the whole america in that way and to me that was a big reason that they they took that loss so um that you know when as saturn kind of works its way into scorpio i just say for everybody a lot of times it really can bring up that, that fear that we have uh, at some levels about taking action uh, you know, in, a, in a personal kind of a way. Um, it, again, if, if, we, if we're abusive with our power and our ability, there are going to be repercussions, and they're often going to be rather quick. Um, on the positive side, you know, Saturn and Scorpio can give all of us an opportunity to really look at you know, how powerful we are as human beings, what kind of magnetism we have, what kind of uh, you know, strengths and abilities that we have that can be very, very beneficial in this world and, and can influence people in a positive way. You know, even when you're using beauty, you know, say you're an attractive man or an attractive woman and you're using beauty, you know, that isn't necessarily a, a, a negative thing. If you, if you bat your eyes and you're, you're congenial and friendly and appealing, you know, a lot of things might go your way. Uh, you know, a lot of times people will cringe when they hear that because I, being a Sagittarius sun son myself, I always jokingly say I'm somewhat of a proverbial flirt and I can be very friendly when I want to be and I get a lot from it because for some pe reason that I have never fully grasped, people seem to like me. <laughs> but uh, so, uh, 
But, you know, I, I laugh because sometimes people say, well, you're kind of manipulative. And I said, well, you know, you can look at it from that angle. But, you know, also if you make someone smile or you make somebody laugh or they, they find you attractive, you know, that can make their day. It doesn't necessarily lead to sex or, or anything beyond that, nor, nor should it. So there's a playfulness there that can be beneficial. And that's one of the things I always say. I, I notice this a lot about a lot of people that have a lot of Scorpio in the chart. A lot of times they're sexy. You know, there's a lot of, they can have a rawness about them that can be very, very appealing in some respects if they're willing to let that, you know, energy, uh, you know, be, be, be comfortable with it. So uh, anyway, there's a good for the, the Scorpio energy. So we got Saturn in, in uh, Scorpio for a couple of years now. Depending on where it is in your chart, here's a key thing to look at. You know, depending, again, what house it falls into, natally as well as in terms of transit. Typically, what Saturn will often do is it'll make us kind of uncomfortable initially as it goes into a house or a sign. Uh, and then, you know, as it progresses through, we'll have some lessons, we'll have to grow up, we'll have to become more mature around that area of life. But uh, inevitably, by the time usually Saturn leaves a house and or a sign, usually you become really strong there, like you've grown up, you've become mature, you have a stability there. Uh, mine is, is pushing its way toward my seventh house of marriage and partnership. So I've been single and dating for like 10 years. And let me interject happily. Like I actually don't mind being single. Like I, I there's a lot of benefits to not necessarily being partnered. And uh, so it, as it's moving into the seventh, I'm like, ugh, you know, I can look at my chart and figure out the next two years or so I'm probably going to commit again to a long-term partnership, which is pretty typical for a Saturn to seventh house kind of a push. But that's okay. That's what it's meant to be. So it can be a really cool thing to look at your astrology chart. Uh, for all my listeners, uh, I'm going to open the phone lines in about two minutes here. Uh, let me throw something out to you guys. Uh, I ran a promo special on Facebook. Uh, I had seven of them available. There are three left. Any of my listeners who are catching the show today, uh, they're available until uh, Thanksgiving of this year. Uh, half price on an astrological chart reading and interpretation. Um, so that's a pretty big cut. It can be done by phone. You'll get your chart uh, through email, so you can follow along with me. We'll do it by phone. I record the session on audio cassette for you. So if you email me at VenturaSage at Yahoo.com before Thanksgiving, I can get you one of those. Uh, you may also buy one for a friend if you want to, so you can kind of do the buy one, get one free. Um, I'm going to recommend a you know, a 60-minute session, which is normally 100, will knock it down to 50. So that's available. Throw that out to you guys. Anyone who's catching this live or an archive, uh, you can grab the last couple of those. Uh, every once in a while, I do like to do a promo special for my listeners and, and Facebook friends. And again, you'll see some of these that will come up on my, my newsletter mailing list as well uh, that I do every couple of months. Okay, more to talk about astrologically, but I've got some incredibly patient people that have been waited uh, on the phone lines here, and this is a listener's choice show, so I want to open up the phone lines. I'm going to take the listeners that are already kind of waiting, but uh, I probably can get, I've got two waiting, I probably can get a third in, because uh, we'll keep them down to about five minutes, but the call-in number here for uh, Snake Oil Radio with Jim Ventura is 646-200-3966. You might need to dial a 1 before you dial in, guys, but again, it's 646-200-3966. Going to keep the calls down to about five minutes each. 
uh, and we'll get do our best to get to everybody. And uh, but you can ask for a little mini card pull or um, astrology question or anything that that's popping in your in your head right now. We'll see what we can pick up for you um, in in that context. Okay, so uh, thank you everyone for joining me today. I know we've got. Let me see, Sun T. Uh, Roseanne Kay, we've had a couple people jumping into the chat room. So thanks for joining me, guys. Uh, you might be able to throw some questions into the chat room, too, in a little bit. But let me grab the callers who have been waiting, and we'll go from there. Okay, 469, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Hi, <clears throat> Hi this is Lashandra. Cassandra? Lashandra. Lashandra, all right, cool. Very nice. Have you called them before, Lashandra? Um, yes. Yeah, I was going to say the name sounds familiar uh, because it's really somewhat unique. Anyway, so how are you doing? I'm fine. Um, I was calling because yesterday my ex, um, he did something really spiteful to me. Um, right. He, had a, he got a vehicle together, and I knew that he wasn't going to pay the vehicle, so I took mm-hmm. possession of the vehicle, and I was going to catch up with the notes, but I'm waiting on some money to come in. But he called the people and told them where it was because I didn't want it on my credit. Right. And now it's going to be on both of our credits anyway. And um, I'm just wondering, um, now I got to the point where I don't want the truck anymore. So I know that the process is that they're going to auction it off. So I'm trying to see, um, do you see uh, me on a huge, uh, you know, a balance, a huge balance? Okay, let me. Okay, this is a, this is a great question, by the way. Um, I, I, I even though it's not exactly the most positive thing in the world, obviously I, I like it because I think it's fitting for what a lot of people are going through. Let me throw a couple of practical things out for you, and then I'm going to kind of pull a rune in a card or two for you, okay? So we can get a feel for for where this is going. Um, one thing that I've been I've been telling a lot of people is. You know, when it comes to credit issues and financial stuff, I mean, let's face it, guys, the last couple of years have been somewhat of a nightmare for a lot of people. And if you've been unaffected by it, it's more of a rarity than if you if you have been. You know, I myself uh, had to... I had to even default on a couple of credit cards a few years ago. It just was strangling me at every level. And I found out something interesting. I mean, it was just a horrible thing I, I had to go through. But yet, what was kind of interesting about it is now that I, I live um, and I just pay for things as as they as I you know I have the money for it. I think I'm a lot happier. Like I don't have any credit anymore. But you know, I'm already in my home. It kind of doesn't really matter in that sense. And it's forcing me to live more like um, you know I pay for things when I have it. So. It was sort of a blessing in disguise, and I think a lot of times that could be the case with things like that. We just, you know, a lot of times we do, we associate our credit with our value as a person. um, I I guess it's basically because I had planned on getting a house within the next year or two. Right. Right. So, yeah, and and this is right. And, and, And that's the reason you think that it was also probably something that he did that was, you know, spiteful. Mm hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, it, it does kind of feel like that to me in that sense. So, But what I'm also finding is because there are so many people who have had um, dings in their credit more than ever before, a lot of times even having a ding or two might not necessarily be the end of the world in comparison. I mean, just that it's becoming more commonplace. So um, don't don't like I said don't go into it a tremendous amount of of stress about this at, at this point. Uh, let me pull a couple of cards for you and we'll kind of see what we get. 
um, around this particular subject. Okay. Um, let me see what we come up with here. Okay. He, okay, so, and this is an ex, right? Um, yeah, he's my husband, but I'm divorcing him. Yeah, I was going to say, because I, I feel like what, I, what I'm, I'm hearing intuitively is I don't really see that much fixing of this in terms of the relationship part. Yeah, I don't want But it. I am kind of getting a, a one, I, I feel like what I'm what I'm hearing is, and let me tell you what kind of comes up in the cards. The first thing that comes up is, uh, I pulled a rune for you and it came up flow reversed. And usually what that suggests is, you know, you're dealing with a feeling or a situation where you're feeling a little overwhelmed and, and uncomfortable, obviously. Um, but usually what the flow reverse rune gets us to tap into is a lot of times we have to dif- differentiate between our intellectual fears, what's stressing us out and worrying us, and what our intuition is telling us. And I think that your intuition is, is clear in, in a couple of ways. I think where I'm hearing you stressing is is the potential fallout from this particular mess that, that comes across as, a, as extremely difficult. Um, but what I'm seeing in the cards is I pulled a card for the past and I came up the Justice card, um, which means, you know, within the relationship and the situation in the past, there actually was some past harmony. In other words, it's gotten kind of yucky now. Uh, in some respects, but it wasn't always really, really bad. Did you, was there a point where you actually did get along? Um, it's crazy because it was like the first, um, the first beginning of the marriage, but the last two years, like the That's last. Lousy. right? Yeah, it was like, and then I kept like giving him chance after chance after chance, but it was making yeah. me unhappy. Right. So. But what I'm what I'm getting and what I'm hearing is I feel like um, the situation um, seems to definitely be a difficulty. But what I'm hearing is that you will be able to straighten it out. In other words, there's a solution because I'm seeing I keep getting an image that there is a ding, but I feel like there's a way that you'll be able to um, to straighten this out. And then the other thing that I'm hearing is when you go into looking at a home. You'll also get information and insight uh, from the real turn in that situation of, of how to maneuver around this particular issue. But I am getting that there is, you know, you're not wrong. There is a problem there, and and you're also right in terms of your intuition that you know part of it was kind of a spiteful attack, in some yeah. respects as well. But I'm seeing a lot of five cards coming up, which usually means that the situation will still change. You know, on the negative side, I feel like what I'm hearing is you're going to find a way. To, to solve this, but I, I feel like it's only going to make you more irritated with the fact that he put you in the situation in the first place. Right. That's so, what, you know, my thing, why I'm so, you know, frustrated about the whole thing is because we agreed not to act that way, and I even mm. agreed, I even agreed to give him money when I got some money. Right. And, you know, just what he did, and then he knew that he he knows that he's not gonna pay it. That's why he's not concerned, and he knows right. that I don't want it on my credit report. So I'm gonna be wanting you know paying it. That that right that absorbs it up. But what I'm what I'm hearing is because and this is what I'm getting because I'm feeling like you can correct it somewhat, even though there's still gonna be a part of it that's there. But mm-hmm. what I'm hearing is, and what you guys are saying to me is, don't overly stress about this either. I mean, on the positive side, it's kind of that reminder and reinforcement as to why you're getting out of this relationship, too. 
And the other thing that I'm also feeling is, boy, I'm getting a lot of stuff. <laughs> you guys are just throwing all kinds of things at me. The other thing that I'm feeling is um, they're saying from a practical perspective, when it comes down to doing what you have to do for that next step in your life, you're going to run across the right people who will help you to still be able to pull off your goal so it won't completely block you. You know, it's kind of like when I first bought the condo that I have now that I've been living mm-hmm. in for about nine years now, um, initially when I went in, my credit wasn't great, and I had to pay like a – I got that place, but I had to pay like an 11% interest rate. But a year later, I was able to refinance and get it down to 4% once I was there for a year. So there was a way to maneuver, and that's what I'm kind of hearing here. The other thing that I'm also getting is – because I'm, I'm, I'm getting a very firm thing that – the relationship is done. Like there's no going back to it. I don't. I don't want it. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, yet they're also showing me that it's interesting. Within two years, I'm, I don't want to scare you with this, but I'm hearing another marriage. Okay, but but I, completely I know this different. Before two years, right? What's that? I know this person before two years. Yeah, I I think you'll. I think you'll marry within two years. I think it's going to come a lot sooner than that. But I have to tell you, is I really like it. I feel like it's a completely different energy that's coming in okay. of, of generosity and kindness, and I'm feeling like there's someone that's actually helping you in your life at some level, and I really like this. I mean, this whole situation is it, with him, is it's annoying, but it's really a blessing in disguise. Okay. It's really reinforcing you to open up to better things. You know, my thing is I can see if I was the one that, you know, did the bad thing, but he right. knows that he the one messed up, but I have to suffer the consequences. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing, and this is what I was even talking about with the show that's significant. I, I can't stress this enough with, with Saturn in, in Scorpio. Anybody who is abusive or does something wrong, the, the karmic repercussions are going to be mind-boggling. We don't have to handle them we step away and let that that handle itself. And that's what I'm, I'm suggesting for you is do what you have to on the practical side to resolve this, but try to get your energy off of being, you know, irritated on a constant basis. You have a right to be, but what it's doing is it's sucking up a lot of your life force and your creative energy okay. because you're annoyed because it was so crappy. You know what I mean? So let me give you a little suggested mantra here. And the mantra is is just to say, I'm willing to release the part of me that's irritated when I think about this. Okay. Because that will open up the door for a solution. And I do feel like one is coming. When I pulled your cards in the next couple of weeks, the cards are showing the chariot card, which means there's a practical solution that will actually work. So I'm hearing that. I think that it will work. I think you're still just frustrated by him and the circumstances and the fact that he did it. Okay. okay. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Great. Thank you for a great question. You, a lot of times the questions you ask are things that are rummaging around through other people's heads, believe it or not. So we appreciate that that call, Lissandra. All right. Thank Lissandra. you. Chandra. I'm going to get that right. Uh, okay. All right. Cheers. You have a good evening. All right. All right. Let me put her on hold here. Okay. Great call. Yeah, I mean, I had, you know, I've kind of uh, really, you know, made a point to to say that to for for a lot of us, I mean, guys, you know, we run across a situation with your credit report being dinged. Like, you know, I I'm going to take this next phone call here in a minute, so just hang in there, my my other caller. Um, but uh, 
What's always kind of interesting to me, like I had just dealt with this too. I, I ended up, because I had a number of clients that were late on payments, I was bitching about this on the show, sending me checks and they were getting so late on them. I ended up being um, a week uh, and a half late on my mortgage payment. So I actually called the company to say, hey, listen, I'm going to put a check in the mail. And they were just nasty to me. <laughs> like, I mean, it was like I'm trying to do a positive thing and they're just sort of like reacting to me in a very negative way. I mean, this is why I'm like, when it comes to banks and some of this stuff, it is, it's really tiring. It's really frustrating. It's almost like they're just so ready to kind of throw you into the heap, uh, even when you're trying to resolve or solve something. But I think that when you study and learn more about this, you really do find that there are, there are solutions. You just have to be kind of creative about it. And then you have to, again, let go of that, that shame factor that, that comes up. Because really, when we, we focus on, on, on that frustration, you know, again, we continue to create it. And we want to be careful about that because, you know, to some extent, guys, you get what you concentrate on. So an abuse is an abuse. Allow yourself to experience it. Realize it serves a purpose, and, you know, in a case like Lashandra is a great example. You know, this is someone who would do this is, is not the best partner. So it's a real, it's a further sign to, to move forward. Okay, let me take my next caller here. 410, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Pretty good. Good, who am I chatting with? This is Kathy. Hey, Kathy, how are you? Good. I think I asked that question already. Have you called them before? Um, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's say you sound a little familiar. Uh, anyway, so uh, do you got a question, comment? Tell me what you want to uh, consider today. Well, I'm working on my uh, mediumship, and I, I'm having a hard time with my third eye. Right. And in 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 what context at this point? Meaning, you know, is this something? That you're you're recently noticing, or been having a tough time with it for a while. Well, I guess I've got this I've uh, the spiritual awakening since February, and uh, yeah. I see a lot of numbers now. Before I, for years, I would only see four, four, four. Right. And now I'm seeing two, 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 three, three, three. Right. Um, I saw a couple pennies drop. I'm thinking it's my father, uh, and I'm starting to get like signs of different things. So um, I just feel it's time for me to expand my horizon. Right. Um, like I have oracle cards, and I'm, you know, like the metaphysics now. Yeah, yeah. It's. I feel like there's a, a definitive door opening in this. And, and let me, I, I, while you're talking, I, I pulled a couple of cards. Um, I, I like your, I like your energy. You're very open. Um, that's so. I always tell people this: when people are open, it's like easier to read them. Uh-huh. Sometimes I sometimes I talk to people and my joke is I say it's like swimming through molasses <laughs> because they're afraid like you're gonna say something that they don't want to hear or that they're I'm always like oh god guys you know what I mean don't do that um, I had a, uh, a gentleman in my office a couple weeks ago and he was just questioning everything that I said he, and then he had to discuss it in great detail he took a 70 minute session and we got like 10 minutes of information out because he <laughs> he wasted the whole session that way I was like dude shut up listen to me you know what I mean anyway so. Let me tell you, I pulled a couple of cards, and I pulled a runestone similar to like what I did with the previous caller. Yours, obviously, we've got some different cards here. The past comes up, the moon card, which means the trigger, of course, was, you know, the moon card in the tarot is has to do with an opening up of our intuitive abilities, our emotional body as well. Um, 
it can be like a lot of times the moon is kind of an interesting card because it can suggest that the triggers might have come almost a little bit in an uncomfortable way. Sometimes we sense or know things about people, and then we, you know, it's almost like, you know, kind of weird. I know when I was younger and it first happened for me, like I had, a, I remember a friend of mine who got engaged, and he introduced me to his fiance, and it popped into my head immediately, and I thought, six months and it's over. <laughs> and I said, and I thankfully, being a big mouth Sagittarius too, I kept my mouth shut. But uh, and I was right. It lasted about seven. Mm-hmm. Before um, before they broke, and I the thing that I had felt bad about, and there's a point to the story that I'm getting to in a moment for you also, is I felt almost kind of guilty that I knew it. Mm-hmm. And what I'm hearing is because this is what I see a little bit as the current blockade for you. It, it's kind of twofold. One, um, there's no question you're getting a lot of intuitive information. I feel like this is also not the first lifetime that you've done this. Right. So there that. was abuse. Yeah, there was abuse in other times and places for using these abilities, and also I see a time where you had kind of misused it somewhat, and that is something you're fearful of too. So that's one of the reasons there's a little bit of a blockade and fully opening. But what I'm getting is you won't abuse your powers and abilities like you did in other times and places. So you don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. You, you just won't do it. Yeah. So it's you've, you've matured at a soul level. But what's coming up now in the present is the tower reverse, which means, you know, there's some changes and, and kind of like a breakdown in the old way of your life and a reforming. The good news is when the tower comes up reversed, it usually means like the the crises are not like uh, crises in, a, in an, an overwhelming way, kind of manageable changes in some respects where you see it coming. So that's what I'm, I'm hearing there, so you know that the changes are necessary or that you're seeing that they're purposeful, the shifts and the push that, that are happening. Um, but the outcome comes up the strength card, which means you're going to go through a period where you're actually in sort of that giver mode um, where you're using your abilities and your skills in a positive kind of a way. I even feel like, even for the development of this as a, as a business direction, because that's that's what it's going to be. You know that, right? Yeah, I have a feeling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're you're going there. Um, early on, it's okay to do it. You know, free from time to time or inexpensively. It's really just more the um, the willingness to open the door to it. Because once you begin to establish a connection and work with people, you're going to get really much better as you go, and then it's going to feel more natural. So the strength card means goals achieved through kindness. And I pulled a rune stone for you, um, and the rune comes up, the rune of wholeness. I want to quote something real quick for you here um, from this rune. And I think you'll love this because it will help you move through this third eye block. The rune is called Sowelu. It means wholeness, life force, and the sun's energy. Uh, he says, uh, Sowelu stands for wholeness, that which our nature requires. It embodies the impulse towards self-realization, indicates the path you must follow not from ulterior motives, but from the core of your individuality. Seeking after wholeness is the spiritual warrior's quest, and yet what you are striving to become in actuality is what by nature you already are. (laughs) Become conscious of your essence and bring it into form and then express it in a creative way. A rune of great power making life force available to you, Suelo marks a time for regeneration right down to the cellular level. 
So there's a lot more to this, but in a nutshell, you can kind of hear that. You're going there. So what I'm getting about the third eye block is a lot of it has to do with you get the information, but part of it is also your um, your you know it's 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 the ego mind too, right? That sometimes makes you question. Here's the trick: don't you don't have to get rid of your ego mind. Whenever your ego mind is questioning the information or the validity of it or the insight, all you've got to do is you know sort of like take it from this angle. If you have a negative friend. You might still like that friend because they're positive, but they always kind of look at things. You know, it's like the Eeyore from the Winnie the Pooh <laughs> character <laughs> that could be a wonderful human being. That's like your ego sometimes. Sometimes your ego is like a little bit of an ass because it's always got to kind of you see the negative of it. Trust me, men deal with this even worse than women do. But uh, but what you want to do is you don't want to get rid of the ego. You want to say, okay, I'm going to take your perspective that it could be wrong or off into consideration, but then I'm going to still go with it and see where it takes me. But Ooh. thank you for that insight. So you yeah. don't try to shut the ego down as much as you just simply allow it its voice. You'll uh-huh. often find a lot of times it's wrong. Right before I did my last column, I had written in my column that I thought there was about an 85, 80 to 85% probability that Obama would be reelected. You know that I've been doing, you know, this type of work for many years, right before I published it, a part of me said, all right, maybe I need to change that figure. <laughs> maybe, I'm being, maybe I'm being way too cocky in my belief in that it's going to go in this direction. So uh-huh. I said, all right, shut up. But I knew what voice that was. That's that stupid ego voice saying, you know, maybe you're wrong, and then people are going to think you're an idiot. You know what I mean? I put it that way, the way it was anyway, and I got a whole bunch of people said, man, you called that exact. I was like, yeah, wasn't yeah. exactly brain surgery, actually, you know. Um, but that's what I'm feeling. So you're going down this road, and it's really, like he says in the rune, trust um, trust in that nature of being what you really, in essence, already are. Uh-huh. And the, there's, a, there's, a, there's a prayer. You might be able to look this up online. It's called the Gyatri. Um, and it's basically like you look at the sun, obviously not directly, but you allow the sun's energy to come in and to... Um, let it move into your heart and then let it shine out from your heart center back out into the world. And it's a willing. What's that? G A Y T R I. A Y? G, yeah. Let me double check that for you. Gayatri, Gayatri. I was going to tell you in this lifetime, I am. I feel like I want to help people this time around. Yeah. Ultimately, that's really right. That that's in essence what it is. You know, mm-hmm. your the willingness to help and and use those talents. Yeah, it's G. I can't find my glasses here. G A Y A T R I. E R. So like okay. Gayatri. Oh, okay. Look that up because that's an awesome prayer. It's the kind of like the the spiritual prayer. But yeah, you're you're moving in this direction. That's really in essence what it is. That that's who you are. So, okay. I hope that's a help. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I signed Thank up you for your calling. email list tonight. Cool. All right. Yeah. Very Thank good. you. Excellent. Thank you, uh-huh. Kathy. Great to actually hold in again. Good luck on the path. All right. Let me. Bye bye. Okay. Let's see. All right. Good. Another great call. Thank you for both of those calls. Looks like we're at our end of our show here. So I'm not going to take any more calls. I'm down to my last two minutes. Um, but again, appreciate both those calls. Very insightful. 
So, yeah, you know, uh, astrology is always kind of an interesting thing to look at as well if it's particularly appealing to you, but it can be really helpful insight into what's going on. Hopefully we got some good uh, information out in today's show. Uh, I actually will be here next week. It is my birthday. I think I'm going to do a uh, – no, not next week. Next week Thanksgiving, so the week after I'll be here. And we do a little bit of a Thanksgiving show and uh, take more calls as well, kind of give back to some of my listeners because I appreciate all of you guys as well. Uh, yeah, you know, check out that special. Um, the uh, you got we got another you know week or so on that that offer for the fifty percent off. If you happen to catch a snake, I'll just say I caught the show. Want to take advantage of that special? Want one for myself? Maybe buy one for a friend, and we'll we'll get you set up on that because once you buy it, it's good for six months too, so you don't have to necessarily book in the next week. Okay, uh, this is Jim Ventura. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into Snake Oil Radio Fun Show, and uh, we got some good info out. So I'm glad we were able to do that. Uh, I will be uh, off for for Thanksgiving. We'll be back here again the following week on my birthday for my birthday show, and uh, we'll we'll have a good fun show that way. Uh, email me at VenturaSage, uh, V-E-N-T-U-R-A-S-A-G at Yahoo.com to get on the mailing list. Uh, and go to my website at jimventura.com, find out about personal sessions and CDs and classes if you're interested in any of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can also friend me on Facebook. Lots of promos and things go on Facebook as well. So everybody have an awesome day. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and we'll catch you next time here on Snake Oil Radio. Cheers. <laughs>